You're listening to the Quince podcast. Uttarakhand received its third chief minister this year with Tirath Singh Rawat who took office just 4 months ago in March submitting his resignation citing constitutional crisis as the reason. Tirath Singh Rawat's short tenure in office has been shrouded in one controversy after another from passing sexist comments stating that women in ripped jeans set a bad example to going ahead with allowing the Kumbh Mela festival to take place amid a spiraling second wave of covid. Things became worse when it was reported recently that over 1 lakh covid-19 test reports from the festival were fake. In short, his 116 days in office was nothing short of bumpy. Replacing him is Pushkar Singh Dhami, a 45-year-old MLA from Khatima. Being from the Kumaon region and his age have been considered as contributing factors for his new appointment as the state's highest ranking politician. However, several media reports have reported that his appointment has also caused resentment in the BJP faction in the state as Dhami does not have any ministerial experience and was chosen over many senior BJP leaders. And with the state heading to assembly polls in less than 1 year, the new CM is facing an uphill task to not only spur the party cadre in the state but also convince New Delhi that he's up to the task. In today's episode we'll discuss the factors which led to Tirath Singh Rawat's resignation, the appointment of the new CM and what does the constant change of guard mean for the BJP's political success in the state. To discuss this I spoke with Aditya Menon, the Queen's political editor. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and I'm your host Emmat. Tirath Singh Rawat was chosen by the BJP top brass in March to replace his increasingly unpopular predecessor Trivendra Singh Rawat. Coming to the news of his resignation, Tirath Singh Rawat stated that he cannot continue as CM as an election was no longer possible under section 151A of the Representation of Peoples Act. Now the law states that a non-legislator can occupy a post in the Council of Ministers, even the Chief Minister's office, for only 6 months from the date of vacancy. For this the individual needs to be elected to an assembly seat within that period failure of which will lead to losing the office Rawat who is not an MLA would be required to contest in a by-election to retain the office and adding to the list of problems is that section 151A of the act states that by-polls can't be held if assembly polls are due in less than 1 year Rawat not being an MLA may be one of the biggest contributing factors of him putting up his papers There are presently only two seats vacant in the state. One in Haldwani in the Kumaon region where Rawat's chances were slim since he belongs to the Garhwal region. The second vacant seat lies in the temple town of Gangotri where the BJP has been dealing with pushback from priests who have been complaining about a loss of livelihood and revenue due to the pandemic and the subsequent lockdowns. Rawat's chances in Gangotri also did not seem that great. Aditya Menon, the Queen's political editor, states that apart from the non-MLA factor external factors like West Bengal chief minister Mamata Banerjee who is in a similar position herself could have been a contributing factor to his resignation uh, yes the fact that uh, Tirath Singh Rawat was not an MLA i mean he's the, an, a member of parliament and he would have needed to get elected within 6 months of taking over as cm uh, uh, so i mean that was difficult for the bjp for a number of reasons uh, one is that uh, of course um there is a, a procedure uh, under the people of Rep- uh, people's representation act that uh, a bipole can't be held uh, with less than a year to go for the vidhan sabha polls now the vidhan sabha polls are 
uh, early 2022 uh, so i mean it was uh, not possible for bipoles to be held so the procedural reason is a major one uh, there were certain provisions which apparently uh, could have been uh, used for the bjp to hold an election but uh, uh, for two reasons that the BJP probably chose not to do it. Uh, the first is that uh, uh, the only viable seat for Tirat Singh Rawat was uh, uh, the Gangotri seat. Uh, the other uh, vacant seat was in Haldwani, which is a Congress bastion in the Kumau region, which uh, Tirat Singh Rawat does not come from. Uh, the Gangotri seat, he was uh, to be up against uh, uh, Vijaypal Sangwan, uh, Vijaypal Sajwan of the Congress and uh, Jay Kothiyal of the Amadmi Party. Uh, now, the thing is that uh, this is also a, a temple town and the BJP government is facing a great deal of protest from uh, priests, um, temple priests who are uh, uh, resenting the state government's infringement into uh, the temple's functioning uh, through the Devaswam board. So, this is a very uh, important factor in Uttarakhand where uh, you know, the, the temples are very uh, integral to Uttarakhand's uh, uh, economy. So, it probably uh, election for uh, uh, Tirat Singh Rawat from Gangotri would have become tricky. Uh, and then and the defeat in a bipole so close to the Vidhan Sabha elections would have really turned the tide against the BJP in the state and would have really come as an embarrassment uh, to them and made it quite clear that uh, that you know that they are uh, not in a good position. Uh, so they wanted to avoid that uh, eventuality. The second reason is uh, uh, is slightly tricky, uh, and it's uh, probably related to West Bengal, uh, where Mamta Banerjee is also in a similar position as uh, Tirath Singh Rawat was. She also needs to get elected as an MLA within six months of taking over as CM. She took over uh, in May, so she needs to become an MLA by November. Now, if the EC decides not to hold any bipoles, uh, citing COVID restrictions, uh, Mamta Banerjee would uh, have to resign as the chief minister. Now, this would be a very important uh, 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 advantage for the BJP in Bengal, where the party still hasn't quite come to terms with its defeat. Uh, so obviously, if, uh, you know, if Mamta is to be prevented from seeking an election, uh, there's no way that BJP could have uh, tweaked the procedures to get uh, Tirat Singh Rawat uh, to contest an election. So Tirat Singh Rawat had to be uh, sacrificed for that purpose. That's the other uh, angle that is is being discussed regarding uh, Tirat Singh Rawat's departure. But other than uh, the procedural part, there is also the fact that uh, Tirat Singh uh, uh, had is said to have mismanaged uh, the COVID-19 uh, second wave in the state. Uh, I mean, also uh, the, the factionalism within the BJP couldn't quite uh, be contained by him. And uh, the, he also wasn't quite successful, much like his predecessor, Trivindra Singh Rawat, in, in uh, uh, taking along uh, the interests of both the Garhwal and Kumau regions. So uh, I think it's also for that reason that uh, Tirat Singh Rawat uh, had to go and his own uh, lack of performance and his periodically... Uh, controversial statements often becoming the butt of jokes didn't really help the BJP's case in the state and it became quite clear that you know this is not a viable option for the party as, uh, in the run-up to the election. Moving to the man of the hour in Uttarakhand, Pushkar Singh Dhami, who was sworn in as the state's 11th chief minister at 3pm on 4th July. 
According to the Hindustan Times, Dhami is an advocate by profession and is a two-time MLA from the Khatima constituency of Udham Singh Nagar district. 45-year-old Dhami reportedly also has a stronghold over the youth of the state, having been the chief of the party's state youth wing, Bharti Janta Yuva Morcha, from 2002 to 2006. According to the Indian Express, Dhami hails from the Thakur community in the region, which constitutes about 35% of the population. The report further states that by choosing him as the new CM, the BJP top brass is trying to balance caste and regional equations in the pole-bound state. However, several media reports have come forward that several BJP leaders are sulking over the appointment of the new CM. Citing sources, News 18 on 4th July reported that Satpal Maharaj, Madan Kaushik, Subodh Unyal, Harak Singh Rawat, Bishan Singh Chuphal and Yashpal Arya are among those who have expressed their reservations with Dhami to the party high command. The discontent among BJP members in the state may be because Dhami has not held a ministerial position in the state cabinet in either of the two previous governments. So, why did the BJP top brass pick a CM face which has no ministerial experience? What is the objective? Aditya Bezan. See, Pushkar Dhami is a political lightweight, uh, but the BJP didn't really have much of an option because uh, it had to choose from among its MLAs. Uh, otherwise, it would have been stuck with a similar uh, dilemma a few months from now as it was stuck with uh, Tirat Singh Rawat. Uh, so, I mean, that's one major reason why Dhami was chosen. Uh, now, from within MLAs, uh, he did have a few competitors uh, like Dhan Singh Rawat and uh, Satpal Maharaj. Uh, Satpal Maharaj uh, was eliminated mainly because he is from a Congress background and in a state as uh, firmly pro-BJP as Uttarakhand. Uh, the party probably thought that uh, they need an insider. I mean, it, they seem to go for uh, lateral entrants only uh, in states like Assam, where which is you know, where the BJP's rise is comparatively uh, more recent. Uh, so, uh, so Satpal Maharaj was out. Then Dhan Singh Rawat would again have been uh, a Gadawali Thakur like uh, uh, Trivendra Singh Rawat and Tirath Singh Rawat. Uh, so uh, maybe the BJP decided that they uh, can use this opportunity to reach out to a newer demographic. Now, uh, Pushkar Dhammi is also a Thakur, but he is from the Kumau region. Where the BJP is uh, traditionally weak uh, and the Congress is relatively strong compared to the Gadawal region. Uh, so BJP seems to be keen on uh, on on you know wooing uh, that demographic and also the youth factor is another problem. Um, when the BJP was facing uh, opposition uh, over uh, rising unemployment uh, in Uttarakhand, you must remember that uh, the last uh, year and a half has been quite bad uh, for the state because of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the state is heavily dependent on. Uh, uh, tourism as well as temple tourism uh, for its economy and both these industries had to suffer due to the uh, due to the pandemic so you know the the, the, the there is an economic uh, uh, economic grievance in uttarakhand especially among the youth uh, so maybe by <clears throat> by giving a younger cm like pushkar dhami the bjp uh, could be trying uh, to appease the the youth and you know maybe tell them that uh, that they have a CM who understands uh, them better. Uh, I mean, he's also a graduate uh, in, in, I think he's an MBA, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, it, it, there is a certain appeal that the BJP hopes that Pushkar Dhami would have. Whether they uh, project him as the chief ministerial candidate during the uh, assembly elections is, is yet to be seen. Uh, but at least uh, the BJP can claim that they're giving uh, representation. As I stated earlier, this is the third chief minister that the state has witnessed this year. 
However, political instability is not new to the hilly state. Ever since the state was carved out of Uttar Pradesh in 2000, 10 politicians have occupied the CM post, seven of them being from the BGP and none of the seven completed their term. The constant change in guard in the state seems to be a political decision, but the BJP has denied all allegations. According to India Today, Rawat had been discussing the nature of his election with the BJP top brass and had made three visits to New Delhi so far. With his resignation on 2nd July, the BJP's CM experiment with Rawat was certainly not going as per script. So, what do these unsuccessful attempts of fielding a CM by the BJP say about the political party's success in the state and the future? Aditya believes that the issue of unsuccessful attempts does not only exist with the BJP but also with the Congress. He adds that the distinct regions and sharp caste divisions in the state make it complicated to field an ideal candidate. To be fair, I won't uh, make this uh, issue specific to the BJP. Uh, even the Congress last time had uh, two chief ministers, uh, Vijay Bahugna and uh, Harish Raut. Uh, the BJP in its previous term had uh, Nityanand Swami, Bhagat Singh Koshyari in the first term and in the second term it had uh, Bhuvan Chand Kanduri and uh, Nishank. Uh, so, um, in, except for N.D. Tiwari of the Congress, uh, no one has, no party has been no CM has been able to complete five years in Uttarakhand. This is a complicated state. It's uh, uh, not like any state in the plains. Uttarakhand has two very uh, distinct regions, uh, Gadawal and Kumau, and it also has a number of uh, areas like Rudki and uh, Udham Singh Nagar, which fall in the plains. Uh, so, uh, no leader till now has been able to appeal to all these uh, diverse regions in Uttarakhand. Uh, you know, the I mean, N.D. Tiwari came closest to it because he was also former CM of UP. Uh, so he had a certain stature that went beyond his own uh, caste and region. Uh, other than that, you know, the, the it's 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 a because of the co uh, complicated polity because of uh, uh, the very sharp caste divisions between Thakurs and Brahmins. Uh, that that's another reason why no uh, you know that that no one leader is able to take control of uh, the entire state. Uh, I think these are some of the reasons why you know, the, the political instability has been quite endemic in, in, in this state. Uttarakhand is scheduled to go to the polls in about eight months. And giving a reason for the changing state chief ministers by the BGP to their electorate will certainly be a challenge. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts. 